When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now tuned in to the Prescription for Purpose podcast, the number one podcast for Christian women to learn how to apply God's principles to fulfill your God-ordained purpose. Every episode will empower you with the tools and wisdom necessary so you can strategically execute and excel in every area of your life. This is the place for you to learn how to walk in purpose, to walk with purpose, and to fulfill God's purpose. Hey sis, have you downloaded the Prescription for Purpose mobile app? It is the number one resource for women of faith who are looking to build their faith and walk in purpose. This is not your ordinary app. There are so many great features from Bible studies to devotionals, practical resources, study tools, and flashcards for every verse in the Bible so you can truly study God's word. You can even get your own devotionals, prayers, and Bible studies featured right on the app to share with everyone in the community. My favorite part of the app is the community. There's so many women who are a part of this app that are truly just in love with God and we want to build a life that is pleasing to him. So if you are looking to partner with us to pursue your purpose, head over to the Apple App Store or to the Google Play App Store and download the Prescription for Purpose app today for free. That's RX for Purpose. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Prescription for Purpose podcast. I'm super excited about today because we are talking about how to operate like the Proverbs 31 woman. And the reason I'm super excited about it is because I feel like church culture has taken the Proverbs 31 woman and made it like this weird space to navigate um, for a lot of things that I've seen or a lot of things that I've seen in the past. The Proverbs 31 woman um, has been like made out to be like this idol and it can literally drive women to a space where they drive themselves crazy, like attempting to overextend themselves and be perfect because they want to be a Proverbs 31 woman. And then I've seen other teachings about the Proverbs 31 woman where they place just way too much emphasis on being a Proverbs 31 woman so you can find your man. Like both of these narratives are super cringy and super toxic. And I had kind of shied away from it, especially when it comes to the point of like, oh, this is what you have to do to get uh, get your husband. As someone who has been married for most of my adult life, um, and I love my husband with everything in my soul and in my spirit and all the things, marriage is so beautiful. It's also a full-time commitment and can be very ghetto. Like, buddy be eating my food without asking and, and my food be gone. And I have to love him through that. Okay, like sometimes marriage is just very ghetto, absolutely worth it, absolutely worth it, but also very ghetto. Okay, and it bothers me that this passage has been manipulated and twisted to make it seem as though marriage is the prize. And it's not. Marriage is not the prize. Marriage is beautiful. Marriage is something that God has given us to enjoy. But God is the prize. Our salvation and our eternity with him is what we're after. 
And so I have always shied away from teaching about the Proverbs 31 woman because of this toxic narrative and also because of the fact that I'm a recovering perfectionist. And there's a lot of, you know, these teaching topics and things that are very popular in Christian culture that will, you know, likely get me clicks and views, but they're not biblically accurate. I was not about to hop on here and talk about like, girl, you got this how you find your man. Ooh, girl, you need to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Ooh, girl, you need to be a Ruth. Ruth was minding her business and was faithful and loyal to Naomi. Like, that's what she did. She did so much more than just sit there and wait on a man. And so these things that really take advantage of the desire for women to be married, I feel like there are people in Christian culture who monopolize on that and I ain't doing it and I ain't here for it and I ain't never gonna do it. Like, yes, there may be at the appropriate time a space for us to talk about marriage and dating and relationships, sure, but I'm not about to get on here and take scripture and say, you can manipulate this to get the man of your dreams. That's witchcraft. And so I was really hesitant about teaching this because I am more committed to the accuracy of God's word and making sure that I'm edifying y'all more so than I am about teaching about something that I think is going to get a lot of people stirred up. Like I'm not here for that. And so I was hesitant when God told me to speak about this passage because it had been utilized in this way. And I did not want to add to this narrative knowingly or unknowingly. However, because God begotten, he gave me some revelation that really um, freed me and also demonstrated how the Proverbs 31 woman is a way to edify all of our lives, okay? Now, before we hop into the strategy, we have to really set the foundation and that means I'm gonna teach, okay? I am a teacher. God has revealed to me that that is my spiritual gift and so I operate in it. You gonna get definitions here, okay? If it's your first time, hey sis, but we gonna teach the word the way that God meant for it to be taught, okay? We ain't gonna add no sauce, none of that. And so we have to lay the foundation before we get into the strategy because you have to understand where this is coming from, right? We have to get rid of some of the noise surrounding the Proverbs 31 woman. And so I recommend that if you're gonna follow along um, with the passage and highlight some things, grab the New American Standard Version of the Bible. If you don't have an NASB, the NASB is translated bar for bar Hebrew and Greek. So it literally is word for word translated versus something like the NLT, which I still also use and is a great resource. Um, it's really, it gets most of the understanding. So like gets the point across, but may not be the exact words. And there's a lot that can be lost in translation. And so because this passage is one where it has been manipulated, the NASB is going to help us identify some of those key foundations. If you don't have an NASB, go over to BibleGateway.com, absolutely free, and you can look at it there. I'm sure they have it in the YouVersion Bible app, and I also have it in the Prescription for Purpose mobile app, okay? Now, the Proverbs 31 woman, that passage starts in Proverbs 31 verse 10, all right? Now, what's most important for me to get across is that 
whether or not you're married, whether or not you have children, whether or not you're a business owner, you can still learn from this passage. You can still learn from the Proverbs 31 woman. In this passage, the Hebrew word for wife is interchangeable with woman and female. It literally is the exact same word and it's just really dependent on how it's used. But it's this one Hebrew word and when you look at the definition, it says wife, female, woman, girl. So it's interchangeable. That means that this, this passage is applicable to all of us. And truthfully, the principles of this passage are beneficial to anyone who read it because 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says that all scripture is beneficial for teaching. All of it. We can learn from David just like we can learn from the Proverbs 31 woman. So I really want us to get that down in our spirit. Don't just click off this episode, sis, because you think that because you're not married or because you don't even have a desire for marriage or that because you don't have kids or you don't have a desire for kids that you can't and shouldn't be a Proverbs 31 woman. You absolutely should because this is interchangeable. The passage starts out and it says, an excellent wife who can find. And this word excellent is the foundation of where we are going to find our strategy to operate like the Proverbs 31 woman. Excellent in this passage comes from the Hebrew word hayil, which means efficient strength, having the ability to properly manage resources, capability because of what is assembled, able to overcome resistance with abundant resources, collected strength or wealth, influence to attain the necessary goal, and the ability to pull or organize supplies to win or influence a situation. Okay, the Proverbs 31 woman is not about your ability to do anything in your own strength. And it's more so about your ability to utilize what you have to righteously achieve your purpose and fulfill your obligations. I want to emphasis or emphasize on the fact that I said righteously achieve. When I say take your, your resources to get the necessary goal, this don't mean that you go out and manipulate people. This don't mean that you be out here on OnlyFans, sis. Don't, don't do it. Don't even act like I said that you should. This is not that. This is you taking the resources that God has entrusted you with and righteously using them to achieve your purpose and fulfill obligations that have been given to you by God. Now, there is a lot of strategy when you go through this passage, there's so much strategy and I don't have all the time here to give it all to you, but there are three strategies and skills that I want you to start with today. Okay, let's hop into it. Strategy number one, planning. Throughout this passage, we see that the Proverbs 31 woman is so thorough about her planning. She's up early addressing the responsibility for her household, and she is able to think through the decisions that she's making. In verse 16, it says that she considers a field before she buys it. And this word consider means that she devises a thought out plan, well calculated for success to purpose, weighing the necessary factors to reach the goal, executing a premeditated, highly deliberate plan. And the literary construct that is utilized when you study this scripture, it emphasizes that um, her considering or planning is a completed action that is um, an implied result that sets up what follows. Like this has to happen and it sets up what, what is going to come. It sets up the fruit. That the, the fact that the Bible emphasizes this piece, that it has to be, the planning has to be completed with its implied result because it sets up what follows. How many of us have started out 
and gotten knee deep in the stuff and realized that we did not plan this properly. Hey sis, I want to tell you about our new Prescription for Purpose quiz. This quiz takes less than three minutes to complete and when you finish, you will receive your official purpose prescription. Your prescription will include information about your diagnoses and then you get free courses to help you take the necessary steps to start walking in purpose. The quiz is customized to help you in your current season. Do not spend another day without the clarity and instruction that you need. Go right now to the link in the show notes, take the quiz, and get your official purpose prescription today. Now let's get back to the show. And I really feel like planning is undervalued because it seems as if it's a passive task, and it's not. Too many people feel like planning is a waste of time because there appears to be no return on your investment when you create a plan. But that is so far from the truth. We just get really excited and we want to put our hands to something. But the first thing that you need to do is to create a plan. Jesus even says you have to count the cost because who builds a house without first counting the cost? That's a part of planning. So you have to make sure that you are planning appropriately. Like I dare you right now to put something on your mind that was just like a trash situation. Okay, and you got yourself into the situation. It wasn't God, it wasn't the devil, it was your decisions. You did it, sis. Okay, I want you to think about that situation. It could be something at home, it could be a business idea, an event, a relationship, whatever. Think about the amount of money and time you could have saved if you had planned properly. Think about the emotional and mental duress you could have saved yourself. I, I really challenge you to take the time necessary to count the costs and plan effectively. This isn't something that delays your progress. It is what propels it. And I actually taught a class recently about how to plan properly or how to plan with purpose. And if you have the Prescription for Purpose app, you can watch it under courses. Um, if you really need help in this area, I highly recommend you checking it out because I talk about the strategy that really helps with making sure that you plan appropriately. So the first thing that you have to do is plan. The second strategy to operate like the Proverbs 31 woman is stewardship. She was excellent at managing and stewarding well over the things that God had entrusted her with. That field that she was considering, she bought it. And then she used the money to plant a vineyard to bring in more income. She was literally and figuratively producing fruit. When God gives you an increase, what are you doing with it? Is the money burning a hole in your pocket? And it, the increase doesn't even just have to be money. It can be time. I know for me, God had to get on me because he would give me space in my schedule and I felt like I should just be doing something. But even that time, that rest and recovery time, that free space is necessary so I can think and have ideas and you can't be so wrapped up where you're back to back to back completing tasks that you, there's no um, space for you to even hear clearly from God or to just think and have the ability to plan. What are you doing when God gives you increase? Are you filling your schedule so tight because you think that you being busy is, is the same thing as you being productive? Is the money burning a hole in your pocket, as my daddy used to say to me? Are you using at least a portion of what the increase is to put more seed in the ground? How are you using the talents and the skills that you have? Are you utilizing them to bring in more income if that's what you need? Because we have to become good stewards and, and ensure that we're getting a return on the investment on the things that God has entrusted us with. Now, I want you to really hear me good because when I speak about a return on investment, it's not always money. A return on investment is not always money. 
All compensation is not money. Going to bed at a decent hour provides a great return on investment, but nobody is sitting here handing you coin for you to, to go to bed at a decent hour. The return on investment is the improvement in your mental health, your physical health, your clarity, your sharpness. That's the return on investment and it's not monetary. So I want, I want us to have that general understanding. And the thing about the Proverbs 31 woman, she's such a, a good steward that in verse 21, it speaks about her not being afraid of the snow, her household not being afraid of the snow. And that means that she had enough food and resources saved that she doesn't have to fear any type of catastrophe that may pre present itself, right? Back then, agriculture was how they made money. So if there was snow and the winter was really bad, there's no crops. So you have to have enough crops to feed your family and enough crops to still bring in income. And she was such a good steward that she ain't had no worries. And we live in a society now where statistics say that 59% of Americans are one missed paycheck away from homelessness and financial ruin. Many people can't even handle a $500 emergency. We have to consider this. If that's you, girl, we need to start building some savings. And this doesn't mean that we can't enjoy the things that God has provided us with. But I would challenge you to really take inventory on what you have and see where you can save. Even if you increase your savings by 20%, even if that means committing to not eating out and you save the money that you would have spent, are you stewarding well over what you have? Are you stewarding to where you aren't on the brink of poverty when the issue or the trial or the tribulation comes? I totaled my car recently was in an accident and we were fine outside of everybody being physically fine. I'm grateful that we had enough money in the bank to where we could pay the deductible. It wasn't a big thing. Now my car ended up being totaled out. So, you know, whatever, what have you. But the fact that I'm even such a good steward over my finances and a good steward over even things like my credit, that going to get a new car ain't a problem. And it wasn't always like that. I had to learn these things. I had to take time to become financially literate in all of that and learn how to utilize things like credit to my advantage. My car was 10 years old, paid for. It wasn't like, you know, the hottest, newest, most perfect thing, but Knight Rider was mine. And now I'm in a position where I have to get a new car because I enjoy experience over material and cars are depreciating assets. But you have to think about these things. Are you stewarding well? Can you survive if an incident happens? The, the accident was an accident. Nobody plans for that, right? So we have to make sure that we are being good stewards. The Bible tells us in 2 Peter 1 and 3 that God gives us everything um, pertaining to life and godliness. Given is past tense, meaning that if you feel like you are lacking in any area before you go asking God for more, really take the opportunity to sit back and see if you're being a good steward over what you already have. Because God told you to start the business and you're saying you don't have money, but I bet you if you went to your checking account right now and you added up all the money that you spent on DoorDash and going out, you could have, you could find the money to incorporate that LLC. It's just about stewardship. So it's not that you don't have it. You just ate, you ate your business money. So first we have planning. Second, we have stewardship. And last, we're going to talk about delegation. Okay. The final strategy to operate like the Proverbs 31 woman is to delegate. Delegate means that you entrust a task to another or assign responsibility or authority to another. Plainly speaking. Okay. The Proverbs 31 woman had help. She had help. 
in verse 15, it says that she gives portions to her maidens. This word portions in the Hebrew refers to giving regulation on how to routinely deal with the situation. Like, hey girl, this is, this is our standard operating procedure here in this house. Okay, sis is a master delegator. And I want to place emphasis on this because culture will tell you that you should do it all and will try to shame you because you don't do it all. But it's not biblical. Delegate, delegate, delegate. Okay, that's that delegate, girl. Now, what I want you to do, sis, is I want you to stop rolling your eyes at me and I want you to pull it together because I feel the judgment because like, girl, who got money for hired help? Huh? Wait, listen to me. You can delegate. You can delegate. You are absolutely right that many of us do not have the resources for live-in hired help. I ain't got it. Who do I look like? But what we do have that the Proverbs 31 woman didn't have is the internet. Why are you going to the grocery store when you can place an order on Kroger and have your groceries delivered for $6.95? Even if you can't afford the $6.95, think about the time and the money that you would save if you took advantage of something like Walmart's pickup order, right? So, okay, cool. You ain't got it to to do a a food subscription service, any of that. But even doing something like the Walmart pickup order where you're now not spending time walking through the store and you can pull up and get your groceries and it's absolutely free. I get it. We don't want other people picking out our produce. Okay, Order everything but the produce, and then all you're doing is going to the store to get produce. That's it. But now you've saved time and money, and you aren't double buying things that you already got at the house because you're ordering your food while you're at the house. That's delegation. Why are you spending hours paying your bills individually each month when you when auto pay is available? And then all you have to do is oversee that auto pay is working appropriately. And I teach this in my excuses to execution program because it's not hard. Auto pay may seem scary, but it's going to save you money because a lot of times businesses offer discounts for auto pay. Even like our mortgage, you get a percentage off of your interest rate when you auto, when you do automatic payments and it keeps you from incurring late fees because you forgot to pay something and it saves you time. That's delegation. This does not have to be difficult. But you do have to plan it out. And that takes us back to to point number one. She sits down. She looks at at what needs to be done. And then she hands out. She assigns or delegates what she can delegate. And the things that she can't delegate, she doesn't. Now, I know that was a lot. So I want to do a quick recap, okay? The Proverbs 31 woman is applicable to every woman, no matter your stage in life, relationship, or maternal status. Because even as a Proverbs 31 woman who's an auntie, okay, I'm not a mother. Even as an auntie, my niece and my nephews, they call me blessed and seem like they they know that they can come to me. Being a Proverbs 31 woman is simply about your willingness and ability to efficiently manage the resources that God has entrusted you with in a way that is integritous and honors God. Don't y'all don't play with me. Do not be out here on OnlyFans talking about I'm using what God gave me. Girl, I will catch you outside. Okay? All right. I love you. Nah. No ma'am. No ma'am. No. The strategies that you can implement today to operate like the Proverbs 31 woman, planning, stewardship, and delegation. Start identifying what things 
you can delegate. Start identifying where you can tighten up in your stewardship. Start making sure that you have detailed plans before you commit to things, okay? So that's it for this week's episode. Don't forget to download the free Prescription for Purpose mobile app and check out the How to Plan with Purpose Masterclass. It's absolutely free. I love y'all and I will talk to y'all next week. Bye. This episode of the Prescription for Purpose podcast is brought to you by The Society. The Society is our online membership community for women who want to grow in both their faith and in their business. It's hosted by myself, Tatum Tamia of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, Kavaya Watrice of the She Who Is Called app, and Rosalyn Renee of the Therapy as a Christian podcast. This membership community literally has everything that you need. We do free challenges once a quarter. And our last challenge at the end of the year, people were getting saved. People were getting jobs, growing in their faith. I mean, it is just such a rich place to be. I absolutely love hosting the society because I get to teach Bible study every two weeks. Kavaya writes daily devotionals. We have prayer call every week. Tatum does business training and Rosalind makes sure that we are on our toes mentally and we're able to effectively be productive in every aspect of our life. I promise that you will not regret taking advantage of being a part of this community. Head on over to the blessed and bossed up society.com to start your free two week trial. That's blessed and bossed up society society.com to start your two week free trial today. Now let's get back to the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.